This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. MPB Think Radio. This is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. It's time for us to remind you that there are some things you should not do yourself. It's another edition of Do Not Try This at Home. <laughs> did you try to fix something at home and you actually made it a lot worse? If you use duct tape, usually you did. Did the YouTube tutorial make the job look a lot easier than it really was? And did you injure yourself in the process? Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons of Houseworks is out this week. It's time for us to remind you that there are some things you might not want to do yourself. It's another edition of Do Not Try This at Home show. Did you uh, try to fix something at home and you actually made it a lot worse? <laughs> did the YouTube tutorial make the job look easier than it really was? And did you injure yourself in the process? You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877 877- MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Morning, Dell. Good morning. So uh, uh, this show is going to bring back some probably some 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 memories that may make you giggle, some memories that may make you cringe. Some uh, may make you cry. Right, right. <laughs> some <laughs> we of those were, nightmares. We were just looking online. If you just kind of Google DIY fails, the stuff that you're going to see there as far as the images are are laughable and heartbreaking at the same time. We we saw this one picture of someone who had uh, put in their own sink into the, the bathroom and they cut the hole in, in, in the countertop too large and the sink just fell right through. Oh, my goodness. Same thing happened to me. It was a kitchen sink, though. And I can see how they did it if if they did the same thing. You trace the uh, sink upside down, uh-huh. and you think you're going to cut um, on the inside to make sure that it fits, but sometimes you get um, on the wrong side of the line. Right. And you cut the hole too big. And then it just falls, falls through. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to get another one. But in a lot of cases like that, I'll tell any do-it-yourself, but don't be afraid to mess up because that's how you get your experience if you don't quit, you can go back and fix it right. Well, let me tell you, based on that, I should be uber experienced. <laughs> I mean, I should be a absolute pro by this point because, my gosh, I've messed up just about everything. Well, uh, you have the um, the work to show for it. I, I, <laughs> you know, you, you well, did it. I always tell my wife, man, the second one's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> This After one is the, leaning a little bit. Right, right. I have next one straight. <laughs> that's that. That's what I look like when I when I make stuff. Is my stuff just a little off to the side a little bit? So, anyway, uh, talking about some of those things. Oh, by the way, you can download this podcast later today or any of our previous shows on your favorite podcast app, or you can go go to your podcaster today and just subscribe to MPB's Fix It One Hundred and One, and you can listen to these shows uh, anytime you want to. So and we're we're kind of in a competitive environment here, Dell, where we're trying to get more podcast subscribers than the other shows. So okay. we got to get more people to subscribe to our podcast. So anyway, uh, if you're learning something, go ahead and go for it. So some of the things I wanted to ask: What is uh, Dell? What repairs can actually get more expensive for the professional to fix? And I know you've done that. If the DIYer tries to start it themselves. Just about any project, really. <laughs> yes, <laughs> really? because it you don't know um, how far wrong you can go um, in the wrong direction. 
um, the YouTube videos, they do have good um, information and insight, but sometimes they leave off that um, final step or what to do. Uh, like a case like mine, I was, um, I had an AC control board. It, uh-huh. it went out. And, um, hey, I called Tim and said, hey, man, what should I do? Said, Just change it out, Dale. And I was like, mm, no, that's why I called you. But right. I tried it. Uh-huh. And I started following uh, the video A, B, C, and all the different steps. But the wires were different colors. Uh huh. So it started they, they looking. What it said on the on the video that the, yeah, yeah, they should be all you know blue, red. This right, yeah, yeah. And when I got into it, it was like diffusing a bomb down to the last two seconds. I said, oh, right. I don't know which wire is what. Right. So I wind up calling um, a professional, and it cost me. But yeah, it was good, me. you know. That right. I didn't go too far and, and destroy the whole uh, air condition, like you said. I could have. Well, I noticed. Um, I noticed one person in my area uh, tried to replace her floor. Oh my. And and flooring, it, it looks so easy on the DIY oh, the video. shows. Boom, 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 boom. Oh boom. yeah, yeah, it's there. What what we don't what we don't think about when we do some of these DIY projects is that the people in the videos have been doing it for years. They have a certain way of doing things, and and in of course they make it look easy. Well, that's what they do every day of their life. Everything looks like um, it's staged because the floor is perfectly level. You don't have any dough jams to cut. You don't have nothing to do but. The right. simple step they show you about a 30-second video. When your house is going to have nails in the way, um, right. some obstacles, door jams, um, shoe molding, or something that's going to be uh, need to be removed or alterated, uh-huh. and you're going to have to think outside the box. So yeah. it's it that that is something that that I've seen a couple of people do, and it and it can cost you more. Another one of the uh, <laughs> another one of the picture of DIY fails that I see on here is someone put two five-gallon buckets of paint in the back of the minivan and didn't secure the lid properly. Mm. So the entire back mm. of the minivan is, uh, well, painted, basically. I've painted the street like that. <laughs> you know, it just, the lid blew off and the paint just splashed. When you get right. to where you're going, you have left a trail. Right. <laughs> well, you know where you got it from. Yeah, <laughs> got to go back. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. Okay, we're going to be really easy today on the show. So if you've got a story to tell us of something that you tried that failed miserably or or just didn't work out right, or if you've got a question about a project you're working on and actually want some advice on it before it fails miserably, you can call us 877 877- MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I'll just say this. Um, in worst case scenario, if you're going in with the floors, uh-huh. if you be too cheap or if you leave out a step, I've seen um, a homeowner left one uh, plank out. Uh-huh. Like they was going to be able to get that back in later. Right. Oh, oh it no. was unforgiving. How could you move all those pieces? They locked in. Right. So just, you know, take the time to plan your project out, you know, and really look at it, you know, more than just a video point. Of, you know, look at your home and see if you're really capable of doing the project. Do you really want to tackle it? Because you start off so excited. But when you get um, halfway through remodeling the house, you uh-huh. realize you might have should have. Well, and it's it's work. It really is, and and uh, especially if you're putting down tile, uh, tile can be really unforgiving. And, to the knees back. Yeah, and if you've never done it before, you can do it wrong. So where the tile just doesn't look right, you know, had that drunken look, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, you definitely don't want a drunk carpenter or a drunk uh, tile layer. Um, so, but, but that, so that's one of the issues. But with the YouTube videos, it, it, it's amazing what it makes you think that you can do. Let's see. You no, know, what? Which? Oh, I can do it too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I hear that all the time. Which house repairs would you advise to call a professional before you try to do it yourself? Which things? I, I'm definitely thinking electric. Electric. Uh, electric, because that's that's the one where you can die. It's unforgiving. Yeah. Um. I, we were doing the uh, church when we were doing it. Uh, the guys got around the air conditioned fuse box, mm-hmm. and I told them specifically, "Do not go inside with the metal object uh, loosening things up." When you know right. they wanted to take the two screws off, so they want to have you know make it seamless. Right. He went in there and shorted out the oh, AC. No. Luckily, he didn't hurt himself. Right. That's what I was more concerned with. We just went and bought some fuses, but it could have been worse than that. Yeah. Because metal to metal, it's gonna spark, and you're gonna reflect and if it uh contact it can lock your hand on right and draw you in 
Now, I, w- I don't want to scare people to death, though, in the fact that if you buy a ceiling fan and you want to install a ceiling fan, and you can do that, okay? And typically, like, a ceiling fan will go in the place of uh, uh, either a ceiling fan that was there before, sometimes a light. You know, one of the things that you want to mind when you're putting in a ceiling fan is uh, if there was a light fixture there before, it may not be able to hold the weight of the ceiling fan. So you've got to make sure you've got the right, what they call a light box, uh, in there to 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 be anchored to hold the ceiling fan to the ceiling and so that it's not pulling on the sheetrock and eventually fall down. And they do make a um, kit for that uh, interchangeable kit if you change the light, like if you have a cannon light mm-hmm. or something, if you take it out, they have um, the light plate and the uh, reinforcement bracket that screws into the studs. I right, mean the right. And it, and it, so it, that would hold the ceiling fan. And as a matter of fact, that bracket will extend to whatever size uh, the studs are in the ceiling. Yes. So, and the joists. So, the the good thing is, is that they do make kits for this. You can do it yourself. You don't have to be completely afraid, afraid of electricity. But the answer to the question is always turn it off. Yes. That's the, that's the answer. And if you don't feel comfortable... I say turn it off at the box. The breaker. Yeah, yes. Turn it off at the breaker. That that really uh, is something that you want to do. It's something that you want to make sure that you do because you can really hurt yourself with, with electricity. But doesn't mean you can't install something like a, a light fixture or a ceiling fan or something of that nature that is basically just two wires, two or three yes. wires. It know? seems so simple, but it's so dangerous. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing. It's unforgiving. Okay, uh, we have a call on the line, and and I hesitate taking this call because I think I already know who it is. <laughs> Let's go ahead and go to Tracy. Uh, Tracy, are you with us? Yes, we are. I knew it. All right, now what? I'm about I to mean- get in trouble, Dell. All right, this is uh this is my beloved uh, Tracy on the line. So what? Uh, where do you, are you going to call me out on something, sweetie? Well, you know I am because right. I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about plumbing. Uh. I was getting it too. And this, and this, and this guy, and this guy's on both of us. You know that um, when your husband's doing plumbing, uh, for me, the wife don't uh, go with the cheapest part because I asked my husband when he was changing out the um, thing that goes between the cold water and the thingamadoogie that you turn on, and he went with the cheap part instead of the braided one, and it ended up in the house to where my at the time my daughter came home and it's just raining into the kitchen and she's tried to put buckets out and the water's going outside you know through the house they didn't make the house. they don't make buckets big enough for what happened <clears throat> yeah uh, and and i mean it was just it was just nightmarish we chose uh was as, it plastic as i was trying to to yes to, it was plastic as i was trying to put this in i was going to go get the the water line that goes from the wall to mm-hmm. the faucet, correct? No the cold, and and uh, she suggested that I not spend too much money. So instead of getting the uh, already made braided uh, line that I was going to put in, I went for a cheaper alternative. Cheaper than twenty dollars? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like closer to four bucks. Okay. And so mm-hmm. that four dollars only cost <laughs> us about fifty thousand dollars in the end. Yeah, because so. once you over tighten them one time, that's it. That was it. That's, that's what I did. <laughs> the three dollar uh, cutoff valves or any of those uh, plastic, yep, um, temporary. That's what I did, and and it flooded the entire house, and I'll never live that down. So that is that is my greatest DIY fail. Uh, and I say it cheapest is not the best. I know, I know, and, and well, I'm learning. Also, well, also too, um, in one of our greatest fails too, and I like to point this out to people that could be listening is that. When you are investigating or looking into having a contractor come in to fix your home, this is where he and I failed. I mean, we should have done a better. We should have done a better job. And, we I did mean, terrible. Yeah, the we first did guy terrible. that came by, uh, the first guy she called, oh, right? Yeah, on a yard sign. Yeah, um, and, and you know, and I mean, my my. You know, you, you know, we had people come in the home and say, "Oh, we, you know, we knew he was a crook. This is that and the other, you know." And yeah. my plumbing upstairs is still not completely right, and you know, and the floors that they did that he claimed that he was an expert tiler, you know, it's just so, you know, please do, you know, when you're and you know, diligence. researching, 
Yeah, do your due diligence, uh, you know, because we, we did not, because we were desperate. We were desperate. Right. And a lot of people do when they're in a disaster like that. But I'll say this, um, you know, everybody's gotten probably gotten bit by now by one or two. But the thing you have to do is, like you said, research them out and mm-hmm. feel comfortable with them. Even me, when when I remodel a house, I, I tell the guys, we got to let this house accept what we're going to do, because sometimes it's unforgiving. Right. And it's kind of spiritual. Okay. But, uh, wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you, my love. We're going to go on to Dwayne and Jackson. What's going on with you this morning, Dwayne? Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Uh-huh. I, I have a patio that is a uh, that was recently put on a fairly new construction. But um, when it rains, it has some low spots that hold water, um, and it hold and it hold it holds the water up against the house. So I, I know I need to, some self leveling to put in. I just didn't know if there was a certain type that you would use for the exterior of the home and just just how to do that project. It didn't seem like it would be a, a very difficult project, but again, sometimes. Uh, it can be a little deceptive just by looking at it. Yeah. I would say uh, flow leveling is about as simple as it gets, but, you know, you can mess that up, too. Always read the instructions on the label to see if the product complies to what you're trying to do. If it says exterior, uh, interior, that would help. But a lot of times they may not, so you have to ask the person in that department, you know, for you know what you're trying to mm-hmm. do. Tell them I want to do something on my patio. They'll have a patio uh, level, f- flow leveling, surface material. Or they have something for the inside, this, so it usually specifies what it's used for. Yeah, is this is this uh, is this like a concrete pad? That's, that's exactly just a slab. Oh, okay, yeah. And there's so many different uh, forms of concrete. Just make sure you get the right type of um, finished product, and when applying it, just do it in smooth strokes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they do make several of these, and it, and it really basically what it ends up being, it's. Uh, when you're working with it, it's almost like a watery, fine concrete. Sooty. Yeah. And, and then they have the other kind you might have to mix. So it's several, you know, it's like paint now. You can get all kind of different concrete. Right. Uh, powdery. And, and the thing is, pre-mix. we want to stain it. We want to stain it later. So, I mean, I, I'm not, and it doesn't have to be, you know, just perfectly smooth in terms of the texture of it. Because mm-hmm. you want it to look rough being that it's a patio, but. Um, that, that was my biggest concern is that, hey, you know, some, like I said, you can get into some of these projects and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have to have someone come in later and recap the whole thing if I screw it up. So that's what Well, I and the one thing you want to do is that you don't want to spot fix this thing oh, and no. then try to stain because it won't take the stain the same as the concrete. Mm-mm. No matter what you put down, it's not going to take it the same unless you cover the entire surface. And Sometimes you might like that rustic look. It can give you a different age look. But the key to patching it, is make sure you get those edges as smooth as possible. And if you use a flow leveler, use a good shimmy, and uh, don't go cheap on that. Get the plastic one to break on you. Get your good shimmy and pull stroke. Uh, finish it, you know, get enough leveler to get your good quarter-inch you know, surface mm-hmm. and do the whole entire square inch and let it level itself off. Um, and you should be ready to stain it then. If you want to, you might have to put a little light finish sand on it or something. But other than that, it should be good to go. Just remember I appreciate it. Hopefully, I'll be calling you back with a success story here. Yeah, okay. please do that and send pictures. All right. Because uh, <laughs> no. we had gotten into our greatest failures for a minute. That's right. That's right. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, is there a home project you want to try to do on your own, but it might be too much for you to handle? What did you try to fix yourself, and you made it even worse? Have you injured yourself trying to fix something in your home? I barely have fingers left. Call with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, featuring My Trustmark online and mobile banking. Monitor accounts and information, transfer funds, create special alerts and reminders. Details at Trustmark.com. Member FDIC. 
beginning August the 19th, Friday night under the lights returns to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Russ Robinson. Join me, Jay White, Jake Wimberly, George Broadstreet, and the whole gang as we bring you all the scores and the stories that make up high school football across the state of Mississippi. So join us beginning August the 19th right here on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Uh, and Jeff's out this week. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Got an email in from uh, Patsy. says, guys, I'm making plans to rehab a typical Bellhaven cottage with all the shifting grounds so many experience in this area. In both bathrooms, the black and white ceramic mosaic tile flooring, which I bet, by the way, just looks totally cool, mm-hmm. uh, has broken probably 6 to 12 inches or more. I want to replace it, not repair it, because I figure this shifting will continue one way or another, right? Yes. Frankly, I don't want to tear both floors out if I don't have to. Is there a way to level and seal the floors, then put something more flexible on top? If so, what do you recommend? If this isn't practical, what do you suggest? Fixing it right. Fixing it right? Yes. Fix Why do you it say right. that? Uh, you know, your foundation here in the South, things move, but if you fix it, it tends, it tends to last a long time, especially when you fix it right. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what it is, you paint it, paint it right. Foundation, fix it right. You put a right. roof on it. Don't put a half a roof on it. You know, so can you fix tile this is a properly? Temporary this? Fix what she's doing. It's your home. You're entitled mm-hmm. to do what you want. But I would say um, if you could live with it, yeah, but I don't believe in boxing up. Okay. No, so it's a cover-up. Right. In so words. in other words, putting linoleum over this tile would be the wrong thing to do. Man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you can take the the jelly off for the peanut butter, but it's still a sandwich. So I would just right. say the flooring is your choice. You have good tile there. You can level those up with some shimmies and a subflooring on top of that. Uh, uh-huh. You know, it's going to continue to settle. And on tile, but typically uh, the uh, tile cracks up when the foundation is not. Um, and and now they good. make a uh, they make a this this is something that that you might learn if you put tile down. Nowadays, you know, you don't put tile down uh, on wood. No, you a, would put a an underlayment. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the thing the thing is, is that uh, tile now. If you're going to put tile on a floor, uh, you you can buy the stuff that rolls out over the floor. You nail it down or screw it down to to the subfloor, mm-hmm. and then you can put your your uh, grout. Or I'm sorry, your um, your adhesive. Yeah, your adhesive in your tile. That that what happens is it changes it so that. The underlayment it doesn't care if the house shifts a little bit or not. It it, it's, it stays uh, it stays where it's supposed to be. So then the tile is always okay. That's uh, a good matted uh, material. Yeah, it's you know what I'm talking about. It's a uh, usually it's orange and it rolls out and it's about a half inch thick, like a foam mat. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you can buy it at the home stores, uh, and and it's not expensive. But if you put that in there, you can put tile over it. It'll look fantastic. You in a, a lot of the uh, tile showers, the wall tiles. Mm-hmm. In the, in the, put in that down, kits. and it won't move, even if the stuff under it moves, because it it is flexible. It's basically made of a plastic. So something to look at there. Um, that's that the direction the I would go. go. Yes, if you want to keep it. Right. All right. Let's go to uh, Benito. Installed a new toilet smelling sewer smells. Oh okay. So what's going on, Benito? Oh, uh, no. Uh, I had a, at first, I just bought a house a couple of years ago, and I would sit on the, uh, on the toilet. It would rock, you know, and uh-huh. uh, let me replace this. So I replaced it, and the pipe was higher than what it was supposed to be, so I cut it down like an inch to make it level. Mm-hmm. So my new toilet, toilet to fit perfect. 
So I put it in, and then I, I caulked around it. And it was all right till after we got all this rain. And the other night I was laying in bed, and my central turned on. And I started smelling like sewer. I'm like, where's that coming from? So I walked all around my house and stuff on the inside and out, and all the places that come out of it was that bathroom. Let me... Let me ask you, when you put this, uh, when you when you cut the pipe off, you said you cut down about an inch, correct? Right. Did you right. put a new flange on it? Uh-huh. Yes, sir. You did put a new flange. Okay. Uh, and it was uh, PVC? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and, and, it's, and it's screwed to both the floor and yes. it is properly uh, sealed to the pipe. Uh huh. That's right. Cause I have a new old watch ring on it too. Oh wow. Okay. It's still. It's still. And you don't have any cra- uh, cracks in the in the toilet, do you? No, no. Toilet's brand new. And no um, drainage issues. <clears throat> all all your drains are draining fine. Yeah. Uh, the other day, my road flooded with that big rain we got. But yes. an hour and a half later, it was all gone. Yeah. It seems like some kind of uh, bridges and drain issue where they might be backed up down the road a little bit and it's pushing back that scent well vent. what about the uh the the vent uh is are, are the vents in good shape meaning the the air vents that uh vent the commode right out of the out of the ceiling yeah could be yeah. clogged on top uh-huh yeah everything's good okay so and sometimes you can get on top of the house and you can take a, a drain snake and you right. can put it down in there to see if there's anything has clogged in that uh in the air vent, yeah, um, a bird's nest or something. Uh huh. Huh. I, I have one of those snakes. Yeah, you can pick them up anywhere, uh, and they're not expensive. I have one. I have one. Oh, you I do? Two. Okay. Yes, I have two of them. And uh, yeah, if you put that down, if you go on the roof and put that down in that vent, you might find that you'll find some sort of blockage in the drain. Which number one will make the drain, uh, uh, a couple of the drains, as a matter of fact, uh, drain slowly. Uh-huh. And then on top of that, you'll you'll get kind of a bubbly, gurgly sound sometimes. Um, Dale, and it's not coming out of the uh, no other place but the uh, the commode. That bathroom. Hmm. It's not. It's not bubbly. Well, I mean, I can flush it. Or it goes down good. You know. Right. It, and, and the pipes are still hooked up under there. What's that? You know, everything is still uh, intact under the house. No oh. um, leakage under there or nothing. It's, yeah. Right. I don't see no leaks. Like I said the other day, when my road flooded, that night is when I smelled it. I think the water went down. Okay, well, I think, uh, all right, Benito, I think we're having, Jonas, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to have a plumber on next week, right? Uh-huh. Oh, definitely. definitely. Oh, definitely. Okay, we've got a plumber coming on next week. <laughs> so, Benito, you need to be listening next week, and you got to give us a call back and uh, let this guy give a shot at it. The plumber would know. But, uh, but I, I, would, I would go back and recheck that flange. I really would. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Let's go to uh, Nancy and Byram Woodrot. Man, this happens to everybody. What's going on, Nancy? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. I have a concrete front porch with four wooden column uprights, and the base of each one has rot caused from the failure to install proper gutters across the front. Mm -hmm. I now have proper gutters, which I've had for a couple of years, but the rot that was there when I bought the house uh, was worsened by my failure to install new gutters right away. Mm -hmm. And the fact is um, that it's so unsightly. The column's beautiful. But the bases are unsightly from the rot. Uh, I'm not so worried about the rot causing the columns to fall. But I am worried about the sightliness of it. And I'm wondering, can I cut away the rot somehow, splice in new wood, and put iron cleats or something around it? Uh, yeah. Now, they do have um, the replacement kit for those uh, columns. <clears throat> they come in a plastic or wood, and they have okay. that... Um, it's basically a wrapping, isn't it? Yes, it, it fits around like a, a shoe. But... I, I would I would have to see more detail of it to see um, are the columns sitting flat on the ground or could right. they, you know sometimes they have the things covered up but yes, um, they're flush to the porch okay, each one are, is flush to the concrete and you're sure there's no structural problems with these uh, columns 
Well, I, I don't believe there is. I mean, there's no looseness. There's no, you know, I mean, it, there isn't that I've been able to detect. Are they but, uh, solid or, you know, because a lot of times. Are they time, metal or they're wood? All the way through. They're wood. Okay. Yeah, you can you can solid. wrap this. Uh, you can wrap. Yeah, solid. The thing that Dell is 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 referring to is that uh, not all columns are solid all the way through. As a matter of fact, they're about an inch thick all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, okay. And they're cosmetic I, maybe to look I should like be a little bit more seamless, careful in but looking are, at that before I raise the question. But uh, at any rate, I do get the point. Uh huh. Um, well, if if. If you feel like they're solid, and, and if someone is telling you that they are solid and that they're not going to fall, you can simply wrap those columns, and you can go to a home store, and they have, um, I think it's made out of PVC material. Yeah, plastic. Yeah, or, yeah something like that. Right, resistant. Right. You can get that, and you can wrap the columns, and you can even get the shoe for it, you know, at the bottom, mm-hmm. uh, the molding there. And and make it look like it's absolutely brand new, as long as you're confident that it's structurally okay. The word there is you. <laughs> I, I can't do any of that. Oh, okay. The person uh, who you hire. <laughs> so much. I really enjoy the program. Thank you a lot. Thanks, Nancy. We appreciate it. We'll take a break real quick. Uh, Jonas, yeah, there we go. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, is there a home project you want to try to do on your own, but you might be biting off too much? What did you try to fix yourself, and uh, you made it even worse? Have you injured yourself trying to fix something in your home? Every time. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Radio is your voice for Mississippi. If you or your community has an event coming up and you'd like help spreading the word, send us an email. You've got mail to PSA at MPBonline.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Rick DeShazo for Southern Remedy. Each Wednesday, we answer your calls on health issues of interest to you. They range from medical questions on kids, young adults, baby boomers, and seniors. Whatever you need to know. Join me for Southern Remedy this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is uh, taking the day off. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at MPB online.org did want to say also you can download this podcast later today or any of our previous shows on your favorite podcast app go to your podcaster today and subscribe to mpb's fix it 101 so that we can beat the everyday tech girls that's the, <laughs> really the point all right let's go to cindy and benton's uh oh you gotta be kidding moving a house do you mean the entire house cindy Yes, we are moving the home that I grew up in. We're not doing it ourselves. We did hire professional movers. Oh, and thank they're goodness. going to be moving it. It's a, little, it's a little over 50 years old, but it's got the good hardwood floors. It's built well. And I just, I've just i never done this, so I didn't know if there's anything I need to be looking for once it gets moved that may have happened during the move, if there's any problems that sometimes occur when a home does get moved. Uh, well, I'll tell you that, that the person who's moving the house will probably give you 
could give you a list of things that you should look for. Now, I will say, if they're a professional house mover, then they've done this before and they can minimize the damage. But I can't imagine a home being lifted off the ground and put on to uh, the Mississippi roads and expecting nothing to go wrong. So, <laughs> Yeah, we're putting it in a faster too. Right. But uh, it's... <laughs> It's, it's only it's a convention. We had to tear off the, the den and the carport that had been added on. They were on the slab. We tore that off. So we're just moving the, the rest of the home, and hopefully it's going to move okay. I, yeah, I think the biggest things I would look for are uh, the floors, uh-huh. um, just with shifting. And, and, and you are going to have some shifting in the ride over. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you're going to need to look at, but obviously okay. – yeah, and it's an older house too, so <clears throat> right. But I will say, because it's an older house, it's and it may solid. have it may have lived through some shifting already. By the time they put it back on the ground, they're going to put it on the ground level, and so you may find some things that were that didn't work before that now work, like a door opening, a jam was improperly done, or whatever. You know, that's something to look forward to. About three feet off the ground, our plumber suggested that. Is that a pretty good? Um, three feet to have it up off the ground. Yeah, yeah, three feet is great for people who want to get on, under there and work on things. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> our plumber said if you want me to be your plumber, you said, yes. okay, we want you to be our plumber. Smart person. There we go. Uh, all okay. right, Cindy, I think it's going to be Thank great. You very much. Good luck. Right, Smitty is on the line in Oxford. A wood front door is stuck. You might have something that uh, Cindy had going on. What's going on, Smitty? Uh, all right, Cindy, I think it's going to be great. Smitty, you with us? Hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, our front door last year had stuck, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the neighbors helped me, and we took out the um, the um, whatever it is to go around it, the metal, uh-huh. and it worked a little bit better. But this year, uh, my hundred pounds is too <laughs> heavy enough to pull that door open. Right. Yeah, I noticed recently in my own home that the door is getting increasingly harder to to shut. And I know this, at least in the central Mississippi area, and I think it's happening all over the state. Well, is, we're up here in, in Lafayette County. Right, right. The The thing is, is that I've noticed that this is a, uh, a very warm year. Last year was very warm, but if you remember, it didn't rain in, in, in July or August. It, it just, like, didn't rain for, for two months almost last year. This year, it seems like every week... You know, every couple yeah. days, every day. showers, huh? it is so humid outside and everything is completely swollen. Uh, the, the doors are, you know, like when I go to pull my door, which is always easy to open, is all of a sudden it's very swollen. And you can tell, you can always tell this when you're trying to, say, lock a, um, uh, uh, what do they call it, a deadbolt? Oh, yes. you know, yes. and, um, and it's really hard to turn. Yeah, um, uh, that that tells you that the door is swollen from humidity and moisture. What do you think, Dell? It's the same thing. Um, it's been a record uh, dry and things are just going to be moving around for a while. Now, but, what one can do is shave the door a bit. But what that you means can't add that back, though, but you can't add that back. So what happens if you shave a door like that when the winter comes, you've got to have extra weatherproofing so that the door will actually make a good connection mm-hmm. when you close it. So it might be something that you have to put up with unless uh, any any other, like, fix-its, any life hacks that she might be able to try? Any oil, or is there any anything that might make yeah. it easier to open this <clears throat> you door? You can oil or wax it, but it, once it's real uh, tight, you're going to have to make some adjustments. Right. I would say... Um, Probably it would be best to have that case adjusted just a little bit, so so because with her weight and everything, not to have to wrestle with it and just add the weather scripting in the winter. Okay, yeah. So so uh, that way it'll be easy all the time. If you've got a handy person that you can call, yeah, uh, you may need to just maybe even just sand the door a little bit down mm-hmm. uh, so that it will. Uh, work better. Yeah, a light shaving, not mm-hmm. even, uh, you know, a real thin saw blade that mm-hmm. would do it. All right, thanks a lot. Let's go to uh, Roger in Florence and a comment on foundations. What's going on, Roger? Well, I guess it's a foundation question. I don't know, but having to do with doors more okay. without blaming foundation. I think it's weather more than foundation. Uh, I've got a big front door mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's well 
well put in. It's a, it's a solid wood core with an out exterior one-inch cypress to match the exterior of the house. Mm. An interior one-inch, well, three-quarter-inch uh, pine to match the inside walls. So it's a heck of a door. Nice door, yeah. yeah it's real heavy and it has... A, has what kind of uh, hinges? <laughs> yeah, three, three real fine hinges. Uh-huh. But as you've mentioned, I believe, on one of your earlier programs, Sometimes a door sticking or a door that's not matching up with the latch holes, you can you can tighten those top hinge screws, Correct. which work loose, and take some of the weight, I mean, from the weight, and just kind of straighten up the door, and that'll help. Right. So I thought that might bear repeating. But here's what I found. We have a, a bolt also in this front, front uh, door. Uh-huh. Of course, we got this stuff from great old Atkinson's hardware store, you know, back in the uh-huh. four, four years ago when we built the house. And we had to modify the the hardware because the door was so thick. Right. But other than that, it's standard. Okay, the bolt stopped fitting. You couldn't lock it. Uh-huh. You did, it was a heck of a job. Well, when you look at the plate that's in the door jam, and it, I've moved those before. Uh-huh. Know, solve problems, and you take screws out, maybe move it over as best you can, fill the holes with wood and stuff. Right. But that's a job that I think does some damage. What I did was I got a file, and I filed the openings for the bolt uh-huh. uh, a little wider. I had to figure out which side to do, you know. Right. I put some paper in there and, you know, closed it and kept fussing with it. Right. But that's something that people can do without hiring some. Oh, they can hire one of you guys to do the same thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you're but, uh, you're right, Roger. And with a file, just open it up a little bit. Open up the metal, in other words, if the right. hole behind it's big enough. Okay. I see that's what you're point. saying. That's that's a good idea. And and Roger, you've got a unique uh, situation there with that door. Yes. Uh, when you've got a door like that. Typically, hinges can hold about how many pounds can uh, the the three hinges can hold? Just about anything. I mean, you can hang yeah. off of those hinges. But if if you're talking about a forty year old situation, uh, that would be something that you know after about twenty years, you might want to think of looking at some hinges again. Uh, oh, some yeah. steel ones. Yeah, because that that thing is going to pull on those hinges over and over and over again, and the weight is also going to pull on the actual frame. And and you've got to have a heck of a frame for a door like that. Two by six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be a monster frame. Yeah, good point. And I I suspect now when I when I did this the first time after twenty five years or so, I put about a oh, I don't know six inch screw instead of a mm-hmm. whatever they had in mm-hmm. there. Yes. To grab some wood. Hinge. Yes, yeah. you need that, and it need to get on, be grabbing. Yeah. yeah, get on back into the next layer of uh, studs or whatever it is that's behind there. Right. And good. that may have anchored it enough, but that's a real good part about about old doors just kind of wearing out the hinges. Right, right. After a while. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Roger. A wonderful program. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, if you want to make a call now, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We're going to continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, is there a home project that you want to try to do on your own, but it might be too much for you to handle? What do you try to fix yourself, and have you made it worse? Have you injured yourself trying to fix something in your home? Dell, we got to talk about the injuries here in just a moment. And safety. Got the scars to prove. Right, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. The new MPB Public Media app is available now. Watch MPB TV, listen to MPB Think and Music Radio, and stay in the know with MPB News. Search for the MPB Public Media app in the App Store and Google Play stores today. MPB is getting its very own car tag. But first, we need your help. To begin production, we need 300 of you to say yes to the tag. Go to mpbonline.org slash car tag for more information and also to sign up. 
A portion of the fee goes to help MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. Thanks for your help, and we'll see you on the road. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And he's out this week. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Remember, you can download this podcast later today or any of our previous shows on your favorite podcast app. Go to your podcaster today and subscribe to MPB's Fix It 101. Uh, we were talking about injuries going into the show, Dell, uh, or going into the break. And and this is something that, folks, uh, safety, if you're going to do DIY, you've got to think about safety. And one of the things, everybody thinks about their hands. And Dell and I were talking about oh, the yes. scars on our hands. Here's <laughs> one that I really want you to think about that was my thing that I just messed up all the time with my eyes. Get yourself some safety glasses. They don't necessarily cost a lot. But when you think safety glasses, that it's not just sawing steel that you have to worry about. Okay. One of the things, if you've never painted over your head, you want some good glasses on <laughs> because you're going to get paint right in your eye the whole time. Um, and every time I go out to saw, I have to remember, or my wife has to tell me, put your glasses on because... I will invariably get sawdust in my eyes every time. Yeah. Go in the middle of the cut, though. In the middle of the cut. Right, right. And you still have the saw on. And it's, <laughs> you still got the trigger lock, too. So do that. Also, and this is another uh, Jason life lesson. Uh, in the aisle where they sell paint, if you're going to stain wood, furniture, anything of that nature, they also sell plastic gloves like doctor gloves you want this now remember what the product is called stain Mm -hmm. and it does that well to human skin for quite a long time it won't come off it won't you can't wash it off it'll have to come off over time so anyway there's a tip for you mandy's on the line and amory weird doorknob what's up with your doorknob mandy mandy you with us yes i am can you hear me i can now so what's going on with your doorknob I have a house that was built in 1961, and everything that was in it in 1961 was in it when we bought it last year. Cool. Well, yeah. (laughs) Okay, there's doorknobs on these. We have solid solid wood French doors, you know, where one door is fixed and one door is the one that opens. Right, yeah. The doorknob is brass or something. But anyway, it's terrible. It it doesn't turn well, and Mm -hmm. so I was going to replace it. So I took it off, and the holes that are left behind are connected. Like it makes a, an eight-shaped hole. Like the two circles that were drilled for the doorknob and uh-huh. the deadbolt uh-huh. are connected. All right, Can I got your fix. How do I take care of that to put in a regular, just plain old doorknob and a deadbolt? Well, they have. Okay, when you when you go to the store, you can find these at, at your home store, uh, local hardware, whatever. They have these uh, metal plates, whether it be brass or brushed steel or something like that, that you can put over that area. Uh, it's, it's a very nice look and it will wrap around the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a really nice look, but what it will do, it, it will take a damaged door or someone who's done some damage to the door or drilled too many holes or whatever, and basically makes it uh, a new hole area. And it, uh, uh, line those, uh, new doorknobs up just, uh, perfectly for you. Right. Okay. Is it like a U-shaped thing that slips over the side of the door? Yes. Or- yes, it is. Oh, Oh, that's going to make my doorknob look so much better. <laughs> well, there you oh, go. Horrible. Okay, awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. We You're use welcome. those all the time, um, even with the strike plate at the bottom when uh-huh. the uh, water kind of rots them out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they're nice. They're very nice. They really right. are decorative. Thanks, Mandy. Let's go to David and Mobile. He's got a comment and some questions. I hope you can uh, 
set us straight on something, David. What do you got going on? Well, I never know that. Uh, calling about uh, the earlier call uh, from the lady who was having decay problem with columns on her porch. Yes, sir. I have used for years. Are you familiar with uh, the manufacturer is Minwax? Yeah. And they make a uh, uh, system, uh, it's a liquid wood hardener. It's high-performance wood hardener. Mm-hmm. And you use that in conjunction uh, with their high-performance wood filler. Huh. And uh, what uh, I have uh, repaired, uh, you know, uh, seals on doors, uh, decayed wood. When I put fascia boards up, I uh, use the wood hardener after I make my miter cut, uh-huh. uh, soak the uh, end, because that's the Achilles heel, right. with this wood hardener. And it dries quickly and gets just as hard as a rock. Really? And it is uh, impervious uh, to water. And I've oh, got, wow. I've got things and that I have, I have repaired and, uh, you know, unchanged for 20, 25 years. I've been doing it that long for, you know, a variety of things. That is fantastic. You know, it's by Minwax. Minwax. Uh-huh. Uh, I uh, found them. I get them from, uh, you know, the big box stores. Uh-huh. Now, and, in, in using it, you've got to make sure that the uh, wood, you know, is totally dry. Mm-hmm. And you uh, scrape out as best you can, hopefully, to get down to solid wood. Right. Scrape the rot and the mold and whatever else is Correct. in there. And then you saturate the... Uh, uh, you know, uh, surface with this uh, wood hardener, mm-hmm. and use a cheap brush because it dries. And unless you want to go buy some acetone, uh, it uh, uh, you know it's going to ruin your brush. And so, so it's a throwaway situation. It's a throwaway as far as the brush okay. and the wood hardener uh, dry or evaporates fairly quickly. Uh, wow. The wood filler is one of these two-part systems. You mix a catalyst right. with the paste, and using it, you've got to be really careful as to not use too much of the catalyst because you do that, and the uh, you know the paste it starts hardening too quickly. Right, right. But right. I, I, I've used it, uh, you know, for, like I say, for years, and it does a. Uh, um, uh, terrific job. I, in some places, I uh, have actually made a mold. I take uh, paint paddles. And, oh, man. And nice. cover them with uh, uh, wax paper so it doesn't stick. Uh-huh. And make a form, and uh, you can build up, and, you know, it, it's just really uh, terrific. Almost like a plaster. It's like this guy's Lego set out back. This is fantastic. All right, we appreciate the call there, David. That is fantastic. Remember, you can download this podcast later today or any of our previous shows on your favorite podcast app. Go to your podcaster today and subscribe to MPB's Fix It 101. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Jonas Adams. Our call screener today was the esteemed Kevin Farrell. For Dell Moore, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. show with Everyday Tech with Sharita Brent and Ashley Jeffcoat. Join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.